Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Nathan Fleet, and this is Bridge the Atlantic. Welcome to Bridge Atlantic's interviews, where we get to know the people behind and in front of the creative industries. If you're new here, consider subscribing for more episodes. We are your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith from Scotland, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm singer, songwriter, and filmmaker Marcia Novelli from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. When I'm not making music or doing this show, I'm producing records and directing music videos. Speaking of which, if you'd like to work together, hit me up on all the socials. Before we jump into the interview, we just want to let you know that we are on Patreon and you can become a bridger for as little as a dollar per month. You'll gain access to our exclusive new Encore series featuring never before seen videos with our guests and your support will allow us to keep bringing you weekly videos here at Bridge the Atlantic. That's right. You can also head on over to our website to pick up one of our shirts. If you use the coupon code BTAROCKS, you'll receive 20% off your order as our way of saying thank you. Yes, indeed. And joining us this week from Marcio's neck of the woods is musician, filmmaker and educator Nathan Fleet. Nathan runs the Hamilton Film Festival and the entertainment production company Blue Pick Media. As the director of the Hamilton Film Festival, Nathan is helping to grow, enhance and connect the filmmaking community in Hamilton and abroad. As a professional musician himself, he has helped almost one million musicians with his music lessons on YouTube. We're looking forward to getting to know more about Nathan and the advice he'd offer to his fellow creatives. So, Nathan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be on. We're glad to have you. Let's let's get started awkwardly right off the bat because it's fun like that. Tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Oh God, uh, I don't stop. I don't slow down, and I don't sleep a lot. There, that uh, I get I get every job done that I need to. So I like that, Ross. You and I can really relate <laughs> yeah. to that, can't we? That is the oh, yeah. short, concise, and to the point. It, it's perfect. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, love it. Absolutely. Um, so Nathan, I'd really be interested in finding out a little bit about how you got started in the creative industries and kind of what's led you to running the Hamilton Film Festival. Um, I got into, uh, back when, you know, I was six years old and saw the first Star Wars movie, you know, that was what really kind of kicked things off for me where I knew, you know, I wanted to do something like that, you know, make a movie and, at that time, uh, I saw the movie maybe once or twice in the theater, but I listened to the soundtrack almost every day because I had the record and I could sit on the floor and I looked at all the panels in the album and and that was my movie at that time. I was just listening to the score and just watching the panels and then I would do it again. I would look at all the pictures. And so that really got me interested in music and movies, that combination. So, But it was probably around the age of 12 where I thought, you know what, this is really what I want to do. And we would go to Canadian Tire and rent the uh, VHS camcorders. Um, I don't know if you, you guys probably know what VHS is, I'm assuming. I don't know how old you are. I don't oh, want to yeah, assume. Oh, yeah, I so. grew up with it. I grew up <laughs> with I the wish massive. I could say. 
Did you I guys wish have one of those? We were young enough to not know. I know. Yeah, of course I wish we, we could did. Say yeah, it. like we had this massive. <laughs> I, I was I was the videographer as a child, and the short story is that I had a uh, we had this big massive video camera with the VHS in it, and my mom would just let me go and and record you know film uh, family videos, but my family videos would start off with like you know starting from the light bulb coming down over here <laughs> and zooming in. And my my family would watch this and be like. What the hell are you doing? Just just film the family. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. You know, <laughs> it was yeah. already, it was, the bug was already there, so I can, relate. I can relate. So you can totally relate. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, that's sorry. that's what that's what we did. Uh, saved up our Canadian Tire money and went to the store and rented the VHS camcorder. You had to edit in camera, so you know if you were changing locations, you just take the camera to that location, film it, and then run back to that location to film because we didn't know to edit. We just edited it all on. And then it was probably when I turned around 15 where I got more serious into music, got a guitar, started a band, and I and went through all through high school music, uh, went to Mohawk College in Hamilton and graduated out of the jazz program there. So music became my focus. Then out of college, uh, I was interested in getting back into movie making. So I was trying to get into film scoring. And from I didn't have any anything to show for it. I didn't have any demos. So I thought, well, why don't I just make my own short films, score them, and then tell people that I'm a film composer. And that's exactly what I did. I made a couple of short films and then I started telling people, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm a film composer. I did this movie. I did that movie. Not telling them that I was the director of those movies. And they just, you know, take your word for it. They see a credit and they take your word for it. And that was it. And I got uh, started working in, in uh, film and TV that way. And the jobs were small at first. They're, I mean, I didn't just jump in and all of a sudden I was making all kinds of money. It was, these were little jobs, little entry points. But then one thing leads to another, leads to another. And then pretty soon you get a, you know, a decent television gig or a licensing gig. Or, and <clears throat> that's kind of how I got into uh, that industry of the music and film side of things. And it was uh, the Staircase Theater in Hamilton is uh, kind of like a arts hub for all different arts, movies, um, music, stand-up, that kind of thing, poetry, anything. And I came across their theater, and I went down one time, and I heard they were showing movies, and I volunteered to take tickets at the door. And then one thing led to another, and I got invited to the projection booth, and then one thing led to another, I was running the festival. So I I just kind of got, you know, stumbled upon it, and then it they saw that I had a great interest in it and they said, you know, why don't you carry this over and, and take it on and, you know, program it the way you want. And then it was three years ago, I guess on our 10th anniversary that I asked the staircase theater, if I could, instead of just running it, if I could actually own it, if I could take it over, take over all the financial responsibilities of the festival. And so this will be my third year actually owning the festival, but I've been running it uh, pretty much since the beginning, since it started, but now it's my baby in my wallet and, <laughs> But it's good. It's a, we, we, the staircase is gracious enough to uh, hand that over to me, and we still use that as our main venue. So it's uh, it's uh, worked out to be a good thing. We've helped out a lot of filmmakers. We've expanded with the film market where people can come and pitch their pitch their ideas and and hopefully get their films sold with some distributors that show up. So we have a lot of different eyes coming to the festival. Uh, a couple of years ago, Fox was there and saw something at the festival, and and they thought. It, you know, what they saw has potential. So there's talks of a show being spawned off of something that was seen at the, at, I mean, this is, you know, this is Hamilton. This is still generally speaking, a smaller uh, industry in that sense. There's not, there's no big studio here. There's no, 
there's no big there's no distribution companies here. So we've really tried to build a little bit of an industry here and get people to come to Hamilton without having us have to leave the city to uh, to go do the things that we want to do here. And the city's been supportive. Uh, filmmakers have been supportive. We've grown. We're international now. Over 50 countries now send their stuff to us. Uh, so it's been a slow build, but a good one. So I hope that answers your question, how I got into the creative side of things and how I got into the film festival side of things. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Definitely. you kindly included my um, album documentary film, Walking Proof, in your festival. I think it might have been three years oh, right. ago. It might have been your first year actually owning the festival. Yes, um, that's right. If anyone's interested, you can we'll, we'll, we'll put a link to it over here. You can go check out and you can actually watch the whole film for free now online. Um, yeah, that, that was fantastic. And um, the question I want to ask is... Really, for any filmmakers watching right now, um, can you go into what sort of criteria you look for for inclusion in the festival? You know, how do you choose what is included yeah. and really who isn't? Um, the easiest answer I can give you is if it's a good film, we will find a place for it. That's, and, you know, what is a good film? That's a whole other question. So we have six programmers on the team um, and every we watch everything that comes in because I know there's a lot of talk about festivals when they receive hundreds of submissions they just take the take the submission money and they don't watch everything we watch every single film that comes through uh, i have access to an online portal where i can make sure that everybody's watching rating uh making notes about every film that comes through and it's really that when i talk to the programmers i say you know watch a movie the way you watch any movie don't don't look at this as you know hmm, i really got to dissect this just sit back and watch it and if there's something that interests you then you know put that in your notes um because it's a good chance if you like it somebody else is going to like it as well so that's really um you know the heart of it is just if, you, if a movie moves you put that in your notes if you think it's cool put that in your notes if there's something that grabs you you know add that and there's a good chance it will make it to the screen um now what i think it's almost easier to pick a movie that you, or to say why you picked a movie that you liked, but the harder thing is what we don't accept, right? Because that's what everyone wants to know is, is my film going to be ready for this? And sometimes you know within the first few minutes that a film is just not quite uh, festival ready. And I kind of liken that to um, your kid when they make a bunch of artwork for you, right? Not everything's fridge worthy, you know. Your, your kid will make that pi that picture. That's that's the one that's going on the fridge, and all, and they might <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and others, you know, might just be a couple scribbles, and you'll say good job, kind of thing. And I kind of think that is what some filmmakers should do is look at their movie and say, you know, is this fridge worthy? Is this really the thing that I want people to see? Or is this something that I should just build upon? Because I've made a movie before that will never see the light of day. And I look at it and I realize that's, you know, that's not fridge worthy. That's not going on the screen. That was my, that was cutting my teeth. That was getting my chops ready. That was learning how to, you know, set up the camera. That was learning how to direct actors, but it's not meant to be put on the screen. And I think uh, filmmakers would do more uh, value for themselves if they really looked at their movie and said, you know what, this is not festival ready because when they do send those movies to us and they get rejected, they uh, take it very hard and very personally, um, which they shouldn't because that's just one film. It's just one person's opinion. But uh, there are some films that just are not quite ready. How do you know if your film's not quite ready? The best thing to do is to research the film festival, look at past films that they've screened, go look at those trailers, go look online, 
go look at Marcio's documentary, um, Walking Proof, and you will see the quality of things we accept or the type of movies. And if yours does not stand up to that, then there's a good chance it might uh, be put in the... Um, in the pass pile as opposed to being selected. Now we do make sure that we have uh, a good percentage of local. We always, you know, we want to earn the Hamilton in our title. So we make sure that we have screen time for even emerging filmmakers. So if they have a film that's not quite ready for the 300 seat Zoetic or something, we have the Elaine May Theater, which is more of a 50 seat theater where we might put emerging or, or new filmmakers in just so that they can kind of see what their work looks like on a screen in front of some audience. Uh, but those are, are usually reserved for more local filmmakers um, as, as part of our kind of mandate to earn the Hamilton under title. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I can say on that about what we accept and what we don't. Right. I think I was at the Zoetic and yep. what a great place. What a beautiful, gorgeous place, yeah. by the way. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciated your support on that. That was actually my first, uh, first film. It's actually my first film, but I, I collaborated with a, a filmmaker friend of mine on it and we spent one full year, man, one full year nonstop yep. just doing that. And I mean, I think, I think definitely people need to. I think they do need to understand you need to put the time in to make it like, you know, I mean, obviously quality, uh, quality and quality out, hopefully garbage in, garbage out. So, I mean, you do have to start with something good. You have to start with an interesting story, you know, yes. and I do think that you need to carry that through and through the editing process and everything. But the funny thing is, you know, um, I've learned so much about filmmaking since then. And I didn't even understand color correction back then. Like, didn't <laughs> much, And I don't think we really did any of that, but you know, clearly you and, and some other people saw through, just first story. I think at the end of the day, the most important thing is really a story because you can have the big fireworks and, and tons of special effects. If there's nothing that, that interests you about what's happening, you know, other than, you know, titivating your eyes, you know, yeah, I think it's really, absolutely. Cause I've seen films definitely that are really low budget. That interests me way more than films that cost 10, 20 times the amount. So, I mean, yep. that's just, uh, but thank you for the support there. I really did appreciate that. Really, Oh, great. Yeah. That. All right. Um, it's time for our lightning round. Are you ready for 20 questions? I, I think so. <laughs> Let's do this. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Meat or veggies? Meat. Oh, Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. Indie or major? Indie. CD or vinyl? CD. Rhythm or melody? Melody. Education or experience? Experience. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Canada or Scotland? Canada. <laughs> Talent or attitude? Talent. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Yeah, we know that. I knew, yeah, I knew that one from the moment I looked at your Instagram. I knew that was going to be the one. <laughs> Spotify or Pandora? Spotify. Metallica or Motorhead? Metallica by a little bit. <laughs> Batman or Superman? Superman. Ghosts or aliens? Aliens. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Real question. Michael Jackson. <laughs> Whale or but kale? Just a little bit. No, Michael Jackson by a... Yeah. <laughs> Whale or kale? A kale. Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson? Marilyn Manson. Bette Midler or the Riddler? Bette Midler. And your final 
Perhaps most important question. Which, by the way, before you even answer this, I forgot to mention, I shot a music video at the staircase too. I mean, the connections we have, man, in the morning. In the morning. Um, yeah, I, I shot it right next door. I think actually in between takes, I went I went to go say hi to you and you were teaching a class. You're like, yeah, hi. <laughs> like, that's really awesome. <laughs> oh, I was, that's, that's right. right. I was teaching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I'm pandering too so, much. Bearing that in mind, I mean, you can choose to bear that in mind or you can choose to discard that information before you answer the question. Ross or Marcio? Let's go with Ross. Oh my God. Ooh. You gotta be kidding me. Backfired on you, Marcio. You know what? Backfired on you. Every time I, I love pander. an accent. That's why. Every time I pander. Oh my Although God. I have an accent to you, of course. Oh, you do. It's, it's probably not as pretty as his accent is to us, I feel. <laughs> oh, guys, stop. Come on. Oh my God. Nathan, oh, you're making I'm me all broken here. Making Man. me all embarrassed oh, here. God. Oh, God. So, on that note, or really, it's not on that note, no, but, but I'm trying to think of a good segue, and I can't think of a good segue too. because I'm all I'm all embarrassed now. And I'm um, all sad. Nathan, what advice would you offer to creatives on balancing multiple projects? So, particularly for people who work in different creative realms, such as music and film, like how, what what advice do you have for them to balance those? Uh, oh boy, and I, I'm I do balance quite a bit of things. I would say you really have to be organized and don't um, overestimate the amount of time you have to do things. Um, sometimes you think I can do that. I can do that. And then when it comes down to it, it's like, wait a minute, I actually don't have the, the enough time. So I think just managing your time is really a, an important thing. And that can be as simple as, you know, I use paper calendars yep. with lines and that's i can't use digital that's what i do yep pay, i get a book and it has to be in front of me like that that's what i do to organize my time um and i have a very hard time saying no to things so i have to look for those little holes in my schedule to fit them in um but yeah that's really it's just being organized but you also have to you have to have experience with things right you can't just take on jobs without having the experience behind it. So, I, you know, take on take on um, jobs that interest you, uh, that you think might take you to the next step, kind of thing. Um, and that and that will only help feed what uh, you're going to be doing in the future and adds experience and and uh, don't be afraid to fail. Oh my God, yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a huge thing. You got to fail because that's how you learn. And the next year, like, no, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, just. Yeah. Am I getting away from what you asked? No, I think that's perfect. Don't be afraid to fail, I think is so important. I think I constantly need to have that reminder of that. I think the fear of failure can really hold us back. And I think if we're not afraid to fail, we'll just keep doing things. And eventually something's, you know, something's going to stick. Yeah. Yeah, And I think actually to connect everything together, sometimes you need to fail the time management thing to realize that your time management sucks and you need to try and work a different way. So it all kind of connects and it all comes full circle. And if you don't, if you're, if you're out, if you're not, if you're trying to not fail, then what you're just doing is just, just repeating what has already worked. So you're not doing anything new. You're not innovating. You're not coming up with new ideas. So you just, you got to step out there and try some things for sure. I love that. Now to everyone tuning into this right now, if you'd like to hear more from Nathan, you can head on over to our Patreon page to check out our exclusive Encore series where we'll be uh, chatting with uh, Nathan about coming up with a practice routine in this uh, special series is just for our patrons so don't miss it nathan where's the best place for people to connect with you online 
I'd say the best place is probably Facebook. That's where I'm the most active. Um, and then, you know, Instagram is great for, for cute pictures and, and, uh, Twitter. I'm also, I, I do enjoy it, although it's not as, uh, powerful as Facebook. I don't think for me, right. but, uh, Facebook would be number one. Sweet. So we'll put all those links in the show notes. so People can easily um, grab hold of you and, and chat. And if you want more from us as in Bridge the Atlantic, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget to check out our website and pick up one of these shirts while you're there. As for me, I'm working on my new solo album and you can check out my music on Spotify and iTunes and just about everywhere and anywhere you like to stream or download music. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, which are all my name, Marcio Novelli. And I am working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi and on Facebook, Electric Kiwi Design. This episode was brought to you by 30 Roses, a virtual assistant and consultant to musicians and other creatives and Social Surge. All links are in the description, so please check them out because they do what, Ross? They keep the show alive. And if you would also like to sponsor the show, visit patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. We have recently updated our rewards, which now includes sponsorship at the start of our interviews, an opportunity for you to co-host an episode of Bridge the Atlantic. I know it'll be crazy. And of course, gain access to our new Encore series. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss any episodes and leave us a comment and let us know what you think of the show. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show, Nathan. You are a fantastic guy. Even if you picked Ross, I still love you. Because you picked <laughs> Ross. Because you picked <laughs> Ross. Because you picked Ross. In, in spite of, or is it this, despite of or in spite of? I don't know. One of those. We still love you. Thanks for coming on the show, man. <laughs> Happy to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, All man. right. We will see you on Encore. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com